This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. As Christians, there is only one thing that we should focus on. Christ's return. To the true Christian, absolutely nothing else matters. Let's imagine if God himself were to send down an angel to earth, to come and take us by the shoulder and say, Wake up! Christ is coming! What would we do? Of course, we would wake up because the King is coming. Now, we would not turn around and focus ourselves on this angel. We wouldn't discuss and debate how this angel entered the earth, or discuss if this angel was a male or a female. In fact, we wouldn't care anything about this angel because we're looking up here to Christ's return, not to this angel. The greatest thing in our Christian lives is about to happen. The king is coming, not the angel. If scoffers were to come while we're looking at the king and say, no, this angel, we saw him riding in on a Harley Davidson motorcycle, and we thought he were came to earth on a cloud, honestly, we wouldn't care. We don't care about this angel. We're looking to Christ. We would not even argue with him because... In fact, we would take that same scoffer that saw the angel coming differently and, and we would shake him and say, Look, Christ is coming. Don't worry about this angel. At the same time, if somehow we got focused on this angel and we became in some sort of a trance, and that scoffer who thought this angel rode in on a Harley Davidson if that scoffer was a true Christian who somehow got it mixed up and saw that we were in a trance focusing in on that angel, that scoffer would take us and shake us and say, Wake up! The king is coming! Now, the organization and the devoted leaders and pastors around the world, they call people like me scoffers because... I'm taking people and I'm turning their focus away from this 
man, they call an angel. And I'm saying, wake up, the king is coming. Christ is coming. While they're focusing on their angel, the one that they call the seventh angel, we're trying our hardest to point people back up to Christ. We're trying very hard to take an army of drones and shake them and say, wake up, Christ is coming. And I've often sat and wondered, why do they condemn us? Why do they take people who are trying to point others to Christ, why are they so hard set against us? Honestly, I believe that they're programmed to do so. You see, William Branham referenced 2 Peter 3 often. And he talked about the scoffers that would one day come. We've heard the stories many times. Scripturally, William Branham, he's partly correct. There will be scoffers in the last days. But they won't be scoffing at some angel over here on the sidelines. They'll be scoffing at the coming Christ. Peter tells us exactly what these end-time scoffers will deny. And it's quite different from what we have been programmed to believe. If we read 2 Peter chapter 3, he says, Now this is the second letter that I'm writing you, beloved. In both of them, I'm stirring you up by way of reminder that you would remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Now notice, this was very important to Peter. In fact, it was the second letter that he was writing, and he was stirring the people up, trying to wake up, trying to remind them about the prophecies regarding the end of days. He says, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing. Following their own sinful desires, they will say, where is this promise of his coming? Ever since the fathers fell asleep, these things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. These are not scoffers that are taking people and pointing them to Christ. These are scoffers with some motivation other than turning drones around and pointing them towards the king. In fact, these scoffers are not speaking against these fictitious stories that some false prophet told about himself. They're scoffing not at some angel, they're scoffing at Jesus Christ himself. They're denying Christ's return, not some false prophet. Peter says, for they deliberately overlooked the fact that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed of water, and through water, by the word of God, and by that means, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. Speaking of the flood, he says, But by that same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Peter reminds us not to become a drone. 
He says Christ's coming will come in an instant. And there will be many that are unprepared. He says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. He's not speaking to some small group of people here on the sidelines that are focusing in on a prophet. Peter says that Christ is, is delaying so that all should meet repentance. All need to focus on the coming Christ, not the dead false angel. He says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar. And the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Now, Peter tells us that we've not reached this end yet, and obviously we haven't. These things have not yet happened. But what he's telling us is that we need to keep focused on Christ. He says, since all of these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be? In lives of holiness and godliness waiting for and hastening for the coming day of God. Think of that, being prepared for the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But, according to his promise, we are waiting for the new heavens and the new earth in which the righteous dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, not these, waiting for Christ's return, he says, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found him without spot or blemish, and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you, according to all the wisdom that was given him, as he does in all of his letters when he speaks of these matters. You see, Peter was not the only one to speak of the end of days. We find it all through the Old Testament prophecy. We find it all through the New Testament. We find it in Revelation. They're all saying exactly the same thing. Wake up. Don't be focused over here on these things of the earth. Be focused on Christ. Concerning the scriptures, Paul gives us fair warning. He says, There are some things in them, in the scriptures, that are hard to understand, which the ignorant twist, he says, to which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. Now, think of that. Ironically, Peter is speaking against those that take the scriptures of God and then twist them out of context, or I'm going to take this little verse as a context, just as William Branham often did. He calls these people ignorant and unstable, which arguably could describe the false prophet that combined several verses to invent new ones, taking a verse over here that means one thing, a verse over here that means another, and then meshing them together as one verse. 
which we find with William Branham. He says, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. He says, But grow, think of it, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever until the day of eternity. Amen. Had the Christians in Branham's meetings been familiar with this passage, they would have likely emptied the seats because Peter is warning us that these people would take the scriptures and they would twist them and carry us away with them. He warns us that our own stability would be taken away. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, why did so many of us turn around from focusing on Christ, turn around like drones and focus backwards to 1965? Why would you take your focus from here and put it on a, a man who died in 1965? And how many are in that hypnotic state, waiting for this dead angel to rise up out of the grave because not all of his prophecies came to pass. They're waiting for him to rise to fulfill the prophecies that he spoke presumptuously. More and more and more are being found. The more we continue, more Bible verses, taking a verse here, taking a verse here, combining it, and changing the meaning. Why are we allowing ourselves to become drones focused in on this dead angel that's doing this. Aren't you ready to turn your focus to Christ, the one who's soon coming? Aren't you ready to begin your journey, ready to focus your mind and your heart back on Christ? I'll let you decide.